Well, before we gather in this room, next time we will be celebrating the holiday of Thanksgiving. And like so many of our holidays, it's a day set aside to pay special recognition and attention to something that I believe we should be doing throughout the year. Extravagant decorations and overwhelming meals aside, wouldn't life look and feel a lot different if we captured the spirit of some of our holidays and, and how we think and act every day of the year? So imagine a world where we honor our spouses or our boyfriend and girlfriend every day just as we do on Valentine's Day. The point of clarification, grammar is important here. You, you have a spouse or you have a boyfriend or girlfriend. You don't have both. That's bad. <laughs> but I do counseling, so let me know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that aside, imagine a world where we honor those who have, who have or continue to serve in our military, and we do that every day. I'm not talking about taking additional days off work or closing bakes. I mean truly taking the time and effort to thank someone for their service, every veteran that you meet. Imagine a world where we give thanks every day to God for his abundant love and grace, and we do this genuinely. And guess what? This isn't something to imagine. It's God's instruction from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. He says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So imagine a world where we celebrate the glory of Christ's birth and share our joy with kindness and compassion for others. And this is done by doing more than shopping and gift giving. It's truly a lifestyle. And this is done for more than just a season. It's something we do daily. Friends, when you know and truly consider all the gift of Christ's birth and life means the world, you can't help but celebrate in your heart every day with this joy. And imagine a world where the loving kindness and sacrifice of Jesus' life for everyone's sins for all times is recognized and honored every day. Friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, when you know and truly consider the grace that was shown and the opportunity for redemption and salvation that was created by the sacrifice on the cross, you can't help but celebrate with joy every day of your life. And that is freedom that doesn't get celebrated with cookouts and fireworks. That's much greater than that. It's true spiritual freedom. And last year I shared a message called Always in Season where we talked about these same perspectives and how we should have them throughout the year. And I hope in the past 12 months you've been able to do this so that as we enter this time of year when the world celebrates the holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas, you've already been living it in your heart. And if I may just leave you with one more thought on Thanksgiving, consider this. I challenge your way of thinking to be that that will give thanks in and not for something. Think about that for a moment. Thank God for who he is and not what he has done in all areas of your life. Resist the temptation to be thankful specifically for a particular thing or particular circumstance. Blessings are good and we should thank God for these, but don't thank him because of this. Since he did this, then I will thank you. Thank God for his continued presence in your life in times of abundance, and in times of need. This is the genuine, mature giving of thanks that brings joy to the heart of the Father and a blessing to us as children. But as the calendar marches towards December 25th and the world transitioned from this holiday of Thanksgiving to this holiday of Christmas, there are certain characteristics that seem to become more prominent in general. Generosity, right? peace, joy, Kindness, just to mention a few. These are the things we enjoy about Christmas. Everybody's a little happier, right? We often talk about the fruits of spirit, and that is this list of attributes of a person living in accord with the Holy Spirit as found in Galatians 5. And we can agree the celebration of Christmas seems to bring out the best of these attributes this time of year. 
again, I, I propose what a wonderful world it would be if we live with the obedience of thinking, talking, and acting that way year-round. And a few weeks ago, Donna Clark made a challenge to everyone gathered around the table Bible study. She said, we all need to do a better job of loving people. Do you remember that? She said, we need to do a better job. And she's right. And no matter how good of a job we are doing, God and Jesus do it better than we do. And that's what we should strive for. Jesus is our role model. He is our example. And we are called to live as he did and to love as he still loves today. So this morning, we're going to start to talk about kindness. God's loving kindness towards us and how we show kindness towards others and how we can do a better job than what we've settled for doing in the past. So how do we show kindness to others? This is the congregation participation part. What are some ways we show kindness? Hold the door open. Hold the door open, okay. Good. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's a good one. That's a tough one, isn't it? That's kindness. What else? Sharing. 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 Smile. Eye contact. Warm greeting. A kind touch, right? And I hope you experienced this already this morning when we turn and greet each other. I hope you kind of felt some of that kindness and the generosity, the eye contact, the handshake, the warm welcome, the, you know, glad to see you this morning. One thing caught me, and this was interesting, and I don't always pay close attention to details. But as I, last week I visited um, Bill and Jean in the hospital, and I was sitting in the chair almost knee to knee with Bill, and, and Jean's standing behind him, and she's talking to me. And what I notice is, and I hope she doesn't mind that I share this, I didn't ask her permission, but she's fixing his hair. And there's something sweet about that. And it just caught me off guard. It was because she was talking, and so she was focused on our conversation. And yet, it's so natural to her. She's just fixing his hair while she's talking. And what an act of kindness and love, right? I mean, isn't that what we're called to do? Not fixing each other's hair, but those, those things that are so genuine. And I was really moved by that. I didn't point it out, and I... You know, again, should have asked permission before I mentioned it today, but I was like, what an act of love and kindness for someone, you know? But just like so many things in our lives, there are deeper levels. Some of what we describe as kind is really just being civil or polite. It's polite to open a door. It's polite to make eye contact when you talk. And that does not take away from their sincerity or their importance. But what does it really mean to be kind as described in the book of Galatians? As with all things we want to understand better, we need to ask the creator, the one who designed us, to be kind. And the Bible often uses the word kind in conjunction with the word love, and appropriately so. And that's where we find it, right? That's where we get God's answers, is in the Bible. Right? This is our open book exam, this life. And we open this and say, God, show me what it means to be kind. Give me the stories, examples. Convict my heart to do something different and better than I'm doing. But listen to this passage found in Psalm 63, 3. It says, because your loving kindness, and that's one word, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Loving kindness. I love how that put that together. Even this slide up here, God's loving kindness. So let's look at scripture says about kindness and in particular how God models it and how we show kindness to us, how he shows kindness to us in many ways. Well, he shows kindness when he sent his son. Right? Above all else when he sent a son. And he sent a son, as Ephesians 2 7 says, so that in the ages to come, that's us, that's everything going forward, and we're in that, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He shows his kindness when he loves us unconditionally. And not just unconditionally, he loves us forever. 
Jeremiah 31.3, the Lord appeared to him from afar saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. God shows his love for us and his kindness when he forgives us, right? Psalm 51.1, be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgression. And that's exactly what he does. It's an act of kindness. Isaiah 54, 8, this is, this is the Lord talking to the prophet Isaiah. He says, in an outburst of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting loving kindness, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. He shows kindness as he strengthens us. Psalm, 60, or Psalm 119, 88, revive me according to your loving kindness, so that I may keep the testimony of your mouth. And he shows kindness as he cares about us. Psalm 69, 16, answer me, O Lord, for your loving kindness is good. According to the greatness of your compassion, turn to me. And later in Psalm 119, 149, hear my voice according to your loving kindness. Revive me, O Lord, according to your ordinance. His loving kindness strengthens us. He cares about us. He shows his loving kindness as he comforts us. And this is different from caring for us. And it's easy to put those two together, and they should go together. But how many people have gone to a doctor who's a great care provider but has a horrible bedside manner, right? They can care and not comfort. God does both. Psalm 1976, Oh, may your loving kindness comfort me according to your word to your servant. Psalm 36.7, How precious is your loving kindness, O God, and the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. He shows kindness as he provides direction for us. Psalm 143.8, let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. He says, teach me the way I should walk for you to lift up my soul. Do you remember we talked about what it means to surrender to God, to, to give up control and, and these things that you feel like you need to manage and know. He's saying that right here. saying, let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way I should walk for... To you, I lift my soul. I turn it over to you. He shows his kindness towards us when he redeems us. Psalm 103, 4. Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion? And also he protects us. Again, Psalm 17, 7. There's a theme here. Wondrously show your loving kindness, O Savior, of those who take refuge at your right hand from those who rise up against them. In Psalm 144, 2, my loving kindness and my fortress. He's describing God. You're my loving kindness and my fortress. My stronghold, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. And last, God shows his loving kindness through his faithfulness. Psalm 98, 3. He has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of God. Now, you may notice that several of these passages are found in the book of Psalms. So often our words of praise and thanksgiving are expressed through music and poetry. We've sung a lot of songs of, of gratitude and thanksgiving this morning. In so many of these cases, the psalmist is professing his gratitude to God for all manners of kindness, all these ways we, we just talked about. Or as I've titled the message, all kinds of kind. And the psalmist goes on to write about how apparent and obvious God's kindness is when we look for it. Psalm 26, 3, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. It's right there. So again, just to review quickly, 
some ways that he's shown his kindness. He sent his son, his unconditional and eternal love, his forgiveness and his demonstration of grace and mercy. His presence which strengthens us. His care, his comfort, his guidance and direction. His plan for our redemption. His protection from evil and, and of course his faithfulness to us as children. What do you think of these as the greatest show of kindness? Yeah, he loves us. That's a great show of kindness. Any others? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Again, yeah. And sometimes we feel like we need more of that kind of kindness than others. Sometimes we think we don't deserve that kind of kindness. But God says, it's yours. In fact, that's the good news. You don't have to choose a favorite or pick one. God has abundantly promised all of these to you. He says, you don't have to pick whether I forgive you or I love you or I... Or I will provide direction for you or I care for you. He says, it's, I love you, and it includes all of that. Remember what we learned last week about God exceeding our expectations with his promises. He said, I, whatever you think I can give you by way of forgiveness, whatever you think I can give you by way of love and care, add a zero to that. Just, you can't imagine. That's just how much I love my children, he says. You don't have to choose which way God will show you his kindness. But you do have to choose what you do in response. And this is what the responsibility relies on us. Will we recognize it? As the psalmist says, when I open my eyes, it's right before me. Will you recognize his kindness? Will you appreciate it? Will we give thanks for it? And will you pay it forward? And this is sometimes where we get hung up a little bit. So how can we be more Christ-like in how we treat and respond to others? Well, we can love unconditionally. As if everyone was our family. Because don't we... Generally, we're supposed to anyway have a little more unconditional love towards our kids, you know, right? And we are all God's children. So that means our father loves us unconditionally. We're brothers and sisters. We love each other unconditionally. And that's tough. That's a way we can show kindness. We can forgive every time. That's tough too. Especially when the person hasn't asked for it. They don't think they need it, you know. The thing about forgiveness is it's so much better for us. We forgive because it's what our soul needs to let go of that hate, that anger, that frustration, that control. You'd be surprised how often the person that you feel needs your forgiveness doesn't know, doesn't care, doesn't, maybe doesn't even remember. That frustration, that anger, that hurt you're holding on to is holding you back from God, whether or not it holds you back from that person or not. You know, you can show kindness about caring about others and caring for others. And that's, that's when we pray alongside each other for the things going on, that's care for each other. When we do something nice for an act of service, that's caring for them. And then another thing we can do, and this is a big, we can talk to them about God's loving kindness and his plan and, and his path for them into a relationship with him and ultimately their salvation. And some of these may be harder than others. It's easier to love a family member unconditionally, isn't it? Sometimes. It's easier to love someone who hasn't wronged you in some way, isn't it? And aren't we blessed that God does not take that attitude with us? Because how many times have we wronged him? Maybe even today. And it's hard to forgive every time, especially when another person doesn't ask for it, right? And it's tough to care about or for others when we ourselves are in a season that requires care for ourselves, 
right? It's hard to do for others. When, and I, I, that's why it's so important to understand God loves so we can pay it forward and love each other and don't forget to love ourselves. It's so important to understand God's forgiveness so we can forgive ourselves and we can forgive others. And so many times we understand this and maybe we understand that, but the, the, the ourselves part, we can be our toughest critic. And that doesn't come from God. That voice in your head that says, you know what, I'm, it's great what you're doing for someone else, but you stink, you know? That's not from God. That's not how he talks. And it takes courage and confidence to talk to someone about this faith that we know and hold so dear. Not because we question it, right? We have confidence in our faith, but because we fear their response. But friends, that's their responsibility, not yours. Yours is to share the good news, okay? And whether you're the one who shares it and it makes an impact, fantastic. We celebrate that with them. And if maybe you just planted a seed, Maybe you were turned away or snubbed or, or, or something was said about it. That does not take away from the effort that you made. You know, we, we talk about this sometimes on, on our Bible studies. What do you do when you, you do something nice for someone? You give them money or you, you give them a meal or, or a gift and it's not appreciated. Or worse, maybe in your opinion, they squandered it. You know, I gave money to the guy in the corner and I saw him go in and buy cigarettes and, and beer with it right away. Does that mean you didn't do an act of kindness in the Lord's name? No. Your responsibility is to share the good news. Share the good news. And I believe the hardest thing to do is to carry on these efforts throughout the year. Because we're really good around Christmas. Because everybody's just a little happier as long as they can get a parking spot by the mall. But we can... <laughs> I'm a little bitter. I've tried to go to the mall this week. Um, but, you know, it's a little easier this time of year because we expect joy and peace and, and, and things. And, and maybe it's even a little easier in church because we expect people in church to be nice and kind every time, but we're human, okay? We're here because we haven't got it figured out. We aren't perfect. We, we hold grudges. We need forgiveness, not just from God, from others too, okay? But how cool would it be if we captured some of the spirit that we call the Christmas season and did a better job with it every day? So as we enter this holiday season, how can we show the special measure of kindness and use it to direct others towards a relationship with Christ. Again, the psalmist shares this from Psalm 40.10. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your faith from the great congregation. Okay. Did you catch that? I, he says, I have not hidden your righteousness. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. And I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth. When I read the scripture in preparation for this week's message, I immediately thought of Jesus' words in Matthew 5, 13. And he said this, and you'll recognize this, this is from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salt again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And this is the part you'll definitely remember. You are the light of the world. This is talking about us. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Right? That is why we show kindness. That is why we share the good news because if we have it hidden away in our heart, we might as well have just stuck it under the table. Friends, if you're struggling with understanding or recognizing or appreciating God's loving kindness towards you, and it happens, it happens, I want to hear from you. If you're having trouble feeling or expressing kindness towards others, I want to talk to you too, because this is important stuff. 
Don't leave this place without reaching out or making arrangements to talk about your questions or your fears or your doubts or your concerns. God doesn't want you to miss out on the blessing that accompany kindness. He's got this plan for you. Don't go another day without experiencing it, both giving and receiving kindness. And I don't want you to miss out on that either. I don't. Let's pray. Father God, you show us kindness in so many ways. There are so many kinds of kind, and you demonstrate them all every single day. So help us as your children to recognize them, to open our eyes and see this level of kindness that exists without condition through love and your care and your comfort and your guidance and your protection in all the ways. And God, let us not bury that deep in our heart. That's where it lives, but let it grow out of our heart. Let us be that light that's on a stand. Let us pay this kindness forward and in little and big acts of, of kindness and generosity and compassion and love and, of course, forgiveness. God, there's a reason that this is listed among the fruits of the Spirit. You have designed us to be a kind people. And God, let, let us never become frustrated or discouraged when we act in kindness and it is not reciprocated. Or we act in kindness and it's not recognized. Because God, isn't that what you do for us? Don't we sometimes not recognize it? So let us not be so arrogant with our efforts that we judge others based on how they respond. God, let us take every opportunity and seize it in your good name so that others may see the goodness that exists in the world because of you. And Father, in particular, as we celebrate this holiday of Thanksgiving next week, we ask for safe travels. We ask for enjoyable time with family and friends. And when you ask for your ever-presence in our lives, as we are even more aware of the many things we should be thankful for. God, as always, I want to conclude this prayer with a special prayer for this place and this church and this community. May the empty pews here on this morning, no matter how many or few there are, always serve as a reminder that there is room to invite others into a relationship with you. And showing kindness is one of those steps. We give this service and this day to you. May all we do glorify you. Amen.